I mean, last one, something happened to the uh, to the files, and we weren't able to put it out. Yeah. But we got this one coming out. But anyways, this episode is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. You know, it's a sub- subscription-based box that I, I always use it. Uh, they recently sent us a bunch of stuff, like the, the deodorant, the facial, like the creams and stuff. They're amazing, and I love it just because it's a subscription-based box. You know, you can put whatever you want in, into it monthly, and then they'll ship it out to you. And yeah. sometimes, like, like I, I mentioned before, I always forget to, like, go and buy razors and stuff like that because... When you go to the grocery store or to wherever you go, yeah. you always forget. But if you're there and you see one of the already pre-made kits, you can buy them already as like just a, a, a trial. Yeah. So that way, you, if you don't know, if you want to go ahead and order it every month, you yeah. can go ahead and just get it like a one-time deal. Yeah. So, so check them out. Uh, we're going to put the link down below. So, you know, go go and check them out. And then also something exciting happened. Yep. The Chunky Chicanos finally came out. It's a, it's an NFT. That's it. Uh, for those that don't know, if you haven't listened to those episodes, you know, go go and check those out. Just because uh, NFTs is where everything is going, uh, especially like the digital art. Yeah. The there's there's just a bunch. They're they're available now. Uh, if you go to chunkychicanos.com, you do need a MetaMask wallet. We are gonna make some videos on how to purchase mm-hmm. them, just because they they are a little difficult we've to been purchase at first. Uh, through most people, yeah, uh, people people reach them. out, and uh, we've been basically walking them through how to purchase. And once you figure out how to do it, yeah. It's easy. What I like the cool part of it is like on the website or the Instagram, it shows you like each character that each one comes because it's random generated. So when you mint them, you go ahead and buy them off the Polygon network. And then from there, it kind of like auto generates. So you don't get a random one. Yeah. Um, And then off of there, you kind of base off of the rarity uh, through the charts and Mm -hmm. uh, actually got a pretty rare one. Yeah. I was kind of jealous of that one. (laughs) So uh, go ahead and check them out. And also... Before, since we're on this topic and we talked about it right before go and vote for us we got nominated for the best podcast in southeast idaho uh we're gonna drop the link if you can vote once a day until the 22nd i think it is mm-hmm. we would really appreciate it you know you know thank you guys for listening we appreciate appreciate all the support but i'm excited for this episode yep uh especially i know his fiance was excited because she, she was stoked because <laughs> she uh she would do her hair with her before right uh, yeah that's awesome and so we have Devin, right? Yeah, Devin. From Glow Hair Inc. Glow Hair Co. And, and Hair Co. Uh, Brag and Beauty. Brag and Beauty. That's yeah. her Instagram too. So I want people to get to know you. Are you originally from Idaho? Yeah, so I'm from Idaho Falls. Um, and I will just get into the whole hair thing. I started doing hair illegally when I was like four years old. Illegally? <laughs> well, it's not legal until like 2018. It's only legal if you got a license. But I just remember... Um, my mom never knew how to braid my hair. Mm-hmm. She was like, you like ponytails? I'm like, I don't want a ponytail. I want braids. And so I remember teaching myself how to braid and my, um, we would always go to New Jersey for vacations. And so while we were in New Jersey, my uncle owns a nationally ranked salon oh, wow. down there. So it was just so fun. I would, the whole entire vacation, I would just hang out in the salon, like ask the girls if they need anything. And I just, I fell in love with how these stylists would, you would get this little glimpse of happiness in people's eyes whenever you transform their hair. And I never knew that how important it was 
for girls to feel that way and also men. And so that sparked my interest in hair. And then my grandpa is actually a barber in New Jersey. And he has a national, um, he has a historical monument barbershop. It's been there for so long. He's been cutting hair for like 65 years. um, Retired NFL players, hair and. Right there in New Jersey? Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, you're you're talking about New Jersey. Did you live here and would you go and visit? So my dad is from New Jersey. Okay. So he's the only one that branched out to come in, um, come to Idaho. And so his dad and brother are out in New Jersey. Okay. And did he come out here because of your mom? For school. Oh, okay. And then he met my mom. Oh, nice. And then they got married and they're like, Idaho's pretty cool. <laughs> so you guys would go back and forth and yeah. uh, do you want to say what salon it was that they that you It was um, Jess Bragan. Um, hair salon in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then my grandpa's barbershop is just Larry's barbershop. And 65 years. So he, he was, he was probably doing like Dude, the old school. Must be yoked too. Yeah, yeah, he's like... got, he's got one arm that he's just like the one side doesn't work as well anymore. And he's just one side and he just cuts with like one hand. Wow. Oh, and he's like still doing it. He's like, I don't quote me, but I think he's like 78, dang. 80. Putting, and putting you on the spot. Does he have like a, does <laughs> anybody the, like plan on taking that over or just kind of following his footsteps? Or? He's just like, it's just a cash flow business. So like he has a great retirement set up, but he's just like. Does he have other barbers that work for him or is it, was just it just him? him? Just him. What? Dang, so he's not planning on, you know, passing that along to anybody? I don't think so. I think, well, maybe, maybe he's thought about it, but he does such old school things. Like trends have changed now. And so his clientele is more of like the older mm-hmm. clientele. Flat top type of deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. What I picture when she was talking about him is that, you know how they used to have like that, that towel around their arm. Yeah, like when yeah. they're, 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 oh, they're, they're straight this razor. Is, this is him like all the time. And then I just remember we'd go to like, um, we go to eat like breakfast. They go to breakfast every morning and he would just pull out this like wad of cash. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> he just has like a hundred dollar bills. Just, okay, I'll pay for it. And I'm like, so he just has his cash flow business that he just. Oh wow, that's crazy! Constantly, he's yeah. making money, and, and and that's cool that you were around that environment. Just because, uh, I mean, by the looks of it, it, it inspired you to this day. Like uh, just being around that, that's why I think it's important to, uh, uh, like, if you have younger siblings, I don't know if you have a uh, younger siblings than you, like to help inspire them, like to do, like, oh, like she does this, she has her own business and things like that, yeah. Yeah. and they kind of hopefully. They follow in the same <laughs> footsteps, you know. That's the, that's the goal. That's yeah. the goal. That's the goal. Some, oh. you know, some of them don't uh, exactly go that way. So you're you're here, right? You said you were doing hair illegally, you know, uh, <laughs> for my it, whole entire life. Was it just like you were uh, friends wanted to get their hair dyed, and so it was mostly like up until I went to hair school, I didn't do any chemical services, which was like color and stuff. Um, but I kind of ran like a little side business ever since I was in sixth grade and I would just do girls hair for prom. Mm. And so I was doing that from sixth grade up until I graduated high school. Okay. And just know the Irish no. is listening. Non-pay taxes. Non-pay taxes. No, that's really cool. Cause, uh, that you, you were just styling their, their hairs, mm-hmm. no, no dying or anything. Mm-mm. Did you ever get in trouble by anybody and be like, Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. No, no, I don't think they'll come after. I'm like, I'm just braiding hair. There's yeah. nothing I can. No, it's because some people actually do get jealous. Uh, they'll get jealous because they'll they'll say you're not licensed, you're not this, you're not that. You I shouldn't be to doing do a it. Lot more when you're older, though, because I know I don't know about 14 year old girls. <laughs> <laughs> like, if a 14 year old girl showed up and's like, I'm doing your hair for your wedding, they're like, okay, this is like charity. Yeah. <laughs> would you Would you do it for free? 
No, I would charge like oh. I would say like nah, I'm not going to charge you, but they just pay me like tip me like ten bucks. Yeah, and you're, I just love doing it. Yeah, you were just like, yeah, I'm rolling in it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm making some money. <laughs> so you're you're going along. You graduate. Yeah. Was your goal initially to get involved in the hair industry, or did you want to go to college and do something different? I always wanted to go into hair industry. I always wanted to like own my own business. And I always wanted to be my own boss. I I hated. It. Working a nine to five. Mm -hmm. The thought of that just like (laughs) makes me cringe. Um, And so, yeah, so I graduated high school and um, I went up to Paul Mitchell School, Rexburg. And that's where I just, that's where I started. And I just took advantage of all my opportunities in hair school and just really wanted to be the best Mm -hmm. and really wanted to strive to set myself up for success for later on. So, so like, this is kind of like a new thing that we've, uh, you kind of mentioned earlier that there's like, Salons popping up everywhere, barbershops popping everywhere. Um, what do you think differentiates someone that's successful that went through the same program as you did and they're not in the same spot as you are? I think it all comes down to you're either money hungry or you're in it for people. Mm. And I feel like when you're money hungry, it's so fast. But then people start to realize that they don't really care about you. Yeah, They just care about the money. And so I think that's what um, sets me apart and sets what I've taken is I just want me, I want to serve people. That's why I went into doing hair. It's not to make money it's to serve people and to make people feel good about themselves. And so with starting my passion there has helped for me to grow this successful business because it's all about the people. It's not about me. Yeah. No, what's, I'm, what's, I'm, what's the saying they say all the time. Uh, so I don't know if you know, uh, Troy and Brandy over at graffiti beauty yes. barber. So I'm really good friends with them and something they always tell me and we, uh, they're always like uh, passion over profit just 100%. because, uh, uh, just like you said, what, the moment you start chasing money, the money runs, you know, uh, but if you chase your passion, the money, the money eventually comes. And if you're not chasing that passion, you're not going to continue learning. Mm-hmm. You're not going to continue like wanting to, you know, uh, please your customers, you know, your clients and stuff like that. Cause at the end of the day, they're like returning customers. Like when you die, do something to their <laughs> hair, you know, and then they rebook with you, that's like guaranteed money to, you know, to, to be coming in. But if you do their hair, you dye it or you cut it and they hate it or they just don't like the experience, they're not going to come back. Mm -mm. They're just going to find somewhere else. I think it's like 50% skill and 50% experience. Mm -hmm. You can give someone an awesome haircut, awesome hair color, and they're going to love it. But if you don't give them the experience and you you don't give them your undivided attention, they're not going to stay. And so I think that's what I just have always focused on is making people have the best possible experience no matter where I'm at um, to help them understand that like, this is for you. Mm-hmm. This isn't for me. And so anything that they want really catering to them. Does does your mood affect the performance at all? 100%. If I'm not in the right mindset, it's a it's not the best not the best day. And so That's, I always just I've noticed that at least for haircuts, my old barber like went to this person for like probably 3 or 4 years like like religiously. And I could feel like at the end it was like whatever mood they were in. I could already like know what kind of cut I was getting. <laughs> well, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy that you say that. So your hair actually holds the most energy on your body. And so anytime you go through something traumatic, that's the first thing you want to change is a hair. Like you want a haircut, you want to dye your hair, you want to do anything. So anytime girls go through breakups, they're like, I want to go black. And I'm like, mm. or super, bl- yeah, <laughs> or super, super, super blonde. Or just chop it all or, off. Yeah. Chop it off. And so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, it's, um, it's interesting because as a service provider, you have to make sure your energy is in check. And if it's not in check, then it's going to lead to your clients. And if it leads to your clients and that's the last thought that they had when they were sitting in your, in your chair was 
you know, something's off. I didn't, I didn't really vibe with them. And then the next appointment, it's going to be the same thing. Mm -hmm. So if you keep your energy in check and the next time they come in, make sure that energy is matching what very consistent energy with everybody else. And I think that's what helps mindset girls. Um, Cause I mean, I go get a haircut and I'm like, okay, it's going to grow back in two weeks. <laughs> but like, I know my fiance, when she go, would she go with you? She's like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I already got my appointment. I can't wait. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay. She's like, you need to show emotion. I'm like, I just, I mean, for me, like, <laughs> like a haircut is just a haircut. Like, yeah, if they mess it up, they'll grow in two weeks. But I don't know about girls. If yeah, it's like a little that, different for like more emotional attachment that they're like getting a new, like, I don't know. I don't even know what and, you call it. But. And then I, I think it comes a lot to the experience that you guys provide. You know, if mm-hmm. you guys don't provide a good experience for your clientele, mm-hmm. obviously they're not going to feel like that. They're just going to be like, yeah, like, I'm going to go get my hair done. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, that's funny how they, that you bring that up because uh, we've heard that before too is when somebody goes through some sort of like, breakup or something bad happens to them they want to do in, something instantly to their hair they want to mm. dye it like a super red i'm not calling if you have your hair red i'm not saying we know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> Just kidding. it's like i'm not saying that but you know they do no. like a like a really dramatic change um yeah, I'm not, i didn't go through a break i'm just trying to grow my hair out i'm actually going it. i'm going for the the jason momoa oh long. yeah oh no, yeah but the, love the jason trolls, momoa. Trolls now you just need a balayage on that little sun kiss action it, it's funny because uh when i tell people that i'm growing my hair out and uh they're like i have a feeling that you're gonna have nicer hair than me and i'm like maybe i was like it always better- happens to boys though i don't know what it is men that grow out their hair and i'm like what they're like oh i use a foreign one that has uh uh, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and you know some like mouthwash. Okay, as well. I I, <laughs> I don't understand that. Uh, so, girls like with shampoo, like I'm like, how should you know this? Like a hundred, but I'm like, what does it do? I'm like, <laughs> no. So I learned because uh, I'm really good friends with them, uh, like Brandy uh-huh, and Troy. Yeah. How bad shampoo and conditioner are that you buy from like a Walmart mm-hmm. uh, compared to the ones. Yeah, they're trying to sell it in your salon because in their salon, yeah. but it's not because they're trying to make money off you. It's because they're trying to provide the right products for your hair, like mm-hmm. especially if you damage it, like dying it or anything like that. Uh, am, am I am I right? Oh, hundred percent. I think with the difference between drugstore products and professional products, is drugstore products have a lot of sulfates, barbins, parabens, and those just build up on your hair. So then if you get if you spend you know two to three hundred dollars on your hair color, and then you go and spend six dollars shampoos and conditioners, it's just going to destroy your color. Mm-hmm. And then you're never it's a it's like a maintenance thing. Mm-hmm. It's like if you buy a really nice car, are you going to put really crappy oil in it, or are you going to put the highest grade oil in it? You buy a Lambo and you try to put eighty five in it, like, you know. I'm like, <laughs> like, I can't afford the expensive stuff. And you're like, man, I just spent a hundred grand on this car. Let me just. Yeah, I didn't know the difference because I would always buy my stuff from, uh, I think it was Walmart. And yeah, it's funny. After I started buying the stuff that they sell there, I saw a huge difference, like just a huge difference in like how your hair felt, how your scalp feels, and uh, it's worth it. Like the shampoo and uh, conditioner that I bought, I ended up paying like 60 bucks for it, but... How long did it last you? It's th- I still have it. Yeah. My, my first time changing, I still have it, and uh, it, it lasts me a long time. I know it's... Yeah. Now, uh, she was like, it's things you learn. You're not supposed to... When your hair is longer, you're not supposed to wash it almost every day, yep. uh, just because that is pretty bad. What, what does it do to your head? So, your natural oils are actually... Like- the best oils that you can possibly have on your hair, on your head. So if you utilize them, you're going to have healthier hair mm-hmm. um, versus every time you wash them, it's just, you're breaking the hydrogen bond. So whenever you break the hydrogen bond and you're putting these crappy products in it, it's just going to weaken the hydrogen bond and then it's going to make its way to the salt bond. 
See, like <laughs> she, she it, it's funny. I'm not calling anybody out, but she. How long ago was it that you were in school? Um, twenty. I started school in 2017. And I graduated in 2018. Okay, yeah, because you you know quite a bit. You know, you know quite a bit. So you're doing the school. Let's go back a little okay, bit. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're doing the school. Uh, did you want to continue doing it? Like sometimes people get involved. Like say they love. Uh, like they want to be a, a stylist. Or, you know, but then they get involved and they realize how much work it is, how, how much do they have to learn? How much do they have to remember? Did you ever get to the point where you're like, is this really what I want to do? I don't think so. Um, obviously, you know, you go through ups and downs where you're like, Oh crap, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? And then you just have to like reroute yourself. I just remember in hair school, um, we had so many opportunities that, um, I put myself out there and I entered into a competition called promish where I just had to post a prom hairstyle and, Apparently you went a trip to Vegas and I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so I'm like little girl from Idaho falls. I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to like win this trip. And then I got news that I won. Um, and so they sent me to Las Vegas and I was able to meet the owner and founder of Paul Mitchell. Oh wow. And have just like, I think I've seen that post somewhere. Is he like salt pepper? Yeah. Okay. John Paul. Yeah. I think I've seen John that Paul. picture somewhere. Yeah. So I was able to meet them and just like sit down and talk with them. And they just were like, it was so cool to see their experience and them talking about, well, we were in the same position you were in Mm -hmm. and this is like, keep going, keep going. This, this feeling that you felt whenever you won this and Marvie, you've got that self of recognize your self-worth, keep running with it. Mm -hmm. Remember this feeling and just take it on. So I think anytime I'm in a, in a tough situation in a rut, I always just have to change something ASAP. Mm -hmm. Whether that is I change social media and I change what I'm posting or I tweak a hair color. I just, always strive to do every single day on all my clients, something different. So I'm constantly learning. Mm-hmm. So I never will foil someone's hair the exact same. Mm-hmm. I'll never tone someone's hair the exact same. I'll never have the same conversation with someone. I always try to change it because that just, the more uncomfortable you are, the more learning you'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's for sure. I always tell people like, and no matter what you're doing, it could be hairstyle, like, like whatever profession you choose. Like if you're not uncomfortable then, or, you know, constantly learning something new, you're not going to be that much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's always a lot of learning. That's Because mm-hmm. especially in, in the hair industry, because hairstyles are always changing. Like if you go back like even five years, <laughs> everyone was doing their hair differently and like things change. TikTok, like if you see a bunch of influencers wearing a certain style of hair, uh, they're like, hey, I want that. Do, yeah. you, do you ever get that? Like, can I, I want this exact thing. 100%. And then you're like, I don't know if you can get that exact thing. <laughs> 100%. And I think that was like one of the hardest things to learn is like, because obviously going into a service industry, you're a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you want to do is like put people first, put p- people first. But sometimes if you put someone first and it's not for the best interest of both of parties, it's not a win-win on e- either side, then you kind of have to take a step back and be like, okay, that's awesome. But I always like to tell my clients whenever they come in with those like unrealistic expectations and it's their first time, I'm always like, this is our first date. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put some liner on your hair. We're going to have some conversation and we're going to see if it flows. If it flows then let's set up another appointment. And then that just sets the expectations up for we're on the same page. Yeah. This is both of our end goals. We both want to get from point A to point B, but we won't know until we actually start trying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Uh, especially in the Hispanic community, they think when, or some people, they think when you go get your hair done that one session, you're going to have whatever you show them. You know what I mean? Like, but they don't realize that it takes multiple sessions. And just like you said, if it's your first time with that hairstylist, uh, they're trying to learn your, your, 
how your the texture of your hair, like the, your skin, like how it reacts to certain things. Because uh, it's weird. I always like hang out with a bunch of like barbers and yeah. like hairstylists, <laughs> and I go to conventions, like barber conventions, yeah. just because I love this whole industry. Just because there's nothing but hustlers, nothing but hustlers, entrepreneurs, and they're they all like trying to get their salon up and going. So it's like little things like that that uh, you start learning. Yeah. That a lot goes into it. Mm. Did you ever get someone who? just completely was pissed off at you just because you didn't give them what they want, what they wanted, you know, what their picture was. Oh yeah. I got a lot of stories. <laughs> well, give us one and what okay. you learned from it. Okay. So I had a girl come in and I'm not even kidding you. She brought me a paint sample. Like a paint? From like Lowe's. Oh. <laughs> it's like Sherelle Williams. Wow. And she goes, and then she brought me in a picture of like a wig. She goes, I want this color all over. Oh. And I'm like, being, I think in the last three years, things have changed where three years ago, you'd say yes to everything. And now you're realizing I want to specialize in this. So if it's not in this category, I'm not going to say yes to, mm-hmm. which I wish that was a thing three years ago, but it wasn't. So I said yes to her hair. Um, I spent like five or six hours doing her hair. It turned out fantastic. Turned out like spot on. I was so proud of myself. The next day she sends me in flowers. She's like, here's your favorite drinks. Here's your favorite snacks. I'm like, this client is awesome. <laughs> I'm like, she really like appreciates the hard work that I just put into her hair. And then three days pass and I told her, Hey, your hair is going to fade. This is just, this is just how it is. So we need to set up appointments closer together to maintain your color. And she texts me like three days later and is like, you're awful. I hate my hair. It's faded. I spent way too much money on this. You didn't get me where you wanted. So me being the people pleaser, I was like, Hey, I'll get you back in. I did her hair again for free. And then six months down the road and she's like, Hey, I still want to get to this color. Comes back in again, do her hair again. She's like, oh, I love it. Sends me flowers. I'm like, okay, sweet. Like I'm getting some like passive aggressive, like (laughs) manipulation. I'm like, what, how do I deal with this? And finally, by the third time I was like, listen, it's not going to work out. And it was just, it was kind of scary because I wish I would have listened to my gut after the first time that she said something, but I just had to be straight up with her. And I said, Hey, it's not going to work out. This is something I don't specialize in. Here's a recommendation of people I think would do a fantastic job. She ends up calling the salon. She ends up texting me like 50 times, sends me a voicemail and just ripped into me about, well, if my hair's not good, my husband's going to divorce me. Like all this stuff. Wow. It's, it's, (laughs) it's nuts. And so that's when I was just like, you know, I'm just going to block her and I'm just going to like move Continue on. My life. <laughs> to this day, I still have this like anxiety that she, yeah. oh, she's right there. But, <laughs> but what I learned from that situation is just trust, trusting your gut from the very beginning and not, and, and the expectations of literally she brought me in a paint sample. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, it's just not a realistic, a realistic thing. And so saying no from the very beginning would have been better. But now I know that when it's unrealistic from the very beginning, it's just not going to work out. Yeah, especially like uh, that. It was that a seemed, paint sample. Yeah, <laughs> like a paint sample. I, I've never heard that. I've heard people bring in like maybe a picture of somebody, uh, and that's another thing is uh, they they'll look on uh, they'll see an actor, they'll see like a TikTok star, or they'll see something. Kylie Jenner. Yeah, and they'll be like, "I want that exactly," and you're like, "Well, we can get close to that, but it's not going to look like." I'm that. like, "How about let's find a wig? That would be so good." Cheaper, <laughs> a little bit cheaper, yeah. But that's just what I learned from it. Is just like setting the expectation up from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It'll just okay. save you both in the end. So, when you went to you went you won this like the this trip down to yeah. it was Las Vegas. You yeah. said, how did that feel? Like afterwards, like were you like I'm on the right path here? Like I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. So I felt I felt so cool. I was like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> good job, Devin. <laughs> and I just wanted to keep chasing that feeling. 
And so I entered another competition, won that one, also got sent to Vegas again. And then I won another one, went to California, and all throughout hair school. So I just, the more and more I saw it, the more I saw these successful artists with Paul Mitchell thrive, and they started just where I was. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I want to be there. I want to be successful. And I don't care if I'm from Idaho Falls. I'm going to be, I'm going to make a name for myself. I wonder if that's like what discourages a lot of people. Like we're in a small town in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Is that at on the map? You know, like, yeah, they're like not a lot of artists come <laughs> yeah. out from here. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you ever receive, cause that's all like, I'm glad you did that. Yeah. Uh, cause a lot of people are too afraid to enter. Even if you don't win your first one, you know, keep trying, keep trying, oh, yeah. try, keep trying to get better. But did you ever get any jealousy from the people here? Um, or did you ever feel like, oh, like, I feel like oh, hair she school. thinks she's all cool? Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> whatever. I'm just trying the best I can. Yeah. In um, hair school, I will say it was like another high school. Mm. I've and heard that I before. Think, I think that's why people get so turned away from it. It's because they're focusing on making friends versus making a career for yourself. And I think when you make that sh- that shift, you see a huge change mm-hmm. in your schooling. And so, yeah, in hair school, I had some people who were jealous. And I'm like, I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Because... Like well, in three years, we're not gonna remember this. So you win these competitions, right? Mm-hmm. What What do you do after that? Were you like, I'm gonna come? Did you think about working somewhere like a big big name salon, or were you like, I'm gonna come back and uh, maybe open my own or work for somebody else? So after that, I um, I wanted I my dream would always be to be in um, California, and I would love to do the hairdress um, the celebrities hair. Mm-hmm. That would that was kind of my end goal, and um. With being in Rexburg, I started dating. I started dating my husband. He was finishing up school at BYU Idaho, and so I was like, "Okay, I'll just work at a salon in Rexburg." And I looked at a, worked at a beautiful commission salon in Rexburg. Um, I learned a lot. They f- focused on balayage and stuff, so it was, I was able to specialize in what I wanted to. And then six months down the road, I was like, "You know what? I kind of want to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. I want to be my own boss." And so I switched over to Boothray and just started running my own schedule um, in 2019. And then my husband was going to graduate and we were actually going to move to Dallas. And I was planning on working like a big salon in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then once that all came around, COVID hit. Mm. And so we got shut down for a month. And I just looked at kind of my numbers and I saw a huge opportunity for um, Idaho Falls. Mm-hmm. And Idaho Falls needed something like this. Mm-hmm. And I just took the leap of faith and I just decided to stay in Idaho Falls. And then... Um, after that, I worked at a, I worked at another salon, um, with some incredible, with Eduardo mm-hmm. and Tiffany, and I learned so much from them. And I was just still chasing that, chasing that high of like, okay, what's my end goal? What's the next move? What's the next move? And I going into like starting glow hair co I, I feel like you learn a lot of people. You get to know a lot of people whenever you do their hair, mm-hmm. um, and you make a lot of connections. And so after after that, I met my business partner. She came in and got her hair done. I just loved hanging out with her. We were so connected. We had such a good vibe. She's a Gemini and I'm a Sagittarius. So we like, we just fueled each other. And then that's when we kind of were like, you know what? Let's just start a salon. Let's mm-hmm. do it. And so. Is she a, a hairstylist as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. She um, graduated hair school from a while ago and then is jumping back into doing hair. Dang. So were you nervous at all? Like getting into like now we're looking for a location and after that you have to make it, you have to build it to what you need it for. You know, did you ever run, was it, were you kind of nervous? Were you scared? Like what was going on? I mean, I was scared, but I feel like if you're not scared, then you're not 
it's not, you're not doing something right. Mm -hmm. And so we just kept taking those next steps and every step just felt right. Mm -hmm. And with going into a partnership, I was really excited because I knew that I was more of the creative side of things and more of the structural side, organization side, business side wasn't really, I was involved, but it's, it wasn't my main passion. Mm -hmm. And so for her, she's like super passionate about the business side, the, um, organization and managing. And so it just worked out. Yeah, because uh, we we actually saw your article that you and it was in East Idaho News. Yeah, I think. yeah, uh, and it mentioned something about your mom being involved too. My, I don't think my mom did. It say my mom? I think I said my mom. I think it said something about. I can't remember because I, I I originally thought it was you and your mom as business partners. Oh, maybe they did put my mom. Oh. It's, not, it's not my mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't tell Amanda that she won't like it. She won't like no. Yeah, so I saw that and I was like, oh wow, she's like actually doing a lot. Uh, a big mo- how old are you right now I'm 23 23 years old and she's has like an amazing mindset like Jordan, yeah I'm telling you like she's balling <laughs> like Jordan uh, like it's incredible that you have that mindset because a lot of people your age uh, don't have that mindset don't mm-hmm. have that drive don't have that passion uh, but it's not like it's, it's, it's not like it, it's weird how I explain like when you want to do it, mm-hmm. you know, no one's paying you. No one was paying you before to like be motivated to learn how to do it, like go to school, do all these things. But you at the end of the day, I'm sure you had like an end goal. Like I want to have my own own business. I want to be doing my own thing. And it, and I'm sure it's it feels great after like all the years that you've put in, mm-hmm. you know, building up to, to your hair salon, uh, the one you have now. Yeah. And. Like you own it. Like it's yours. How long ago was it open? So it's only been open. So we've been working on it since last since September mm-hmm. and it just opened um, beginning of April. Beginning of, th- this past April, yeah, right? Like yes. three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So the, it, it's like really soon. Uh, that whole time you guys were construction yeah. building and, yeah. and stuff like that. So what are some of your goals? Is that th- your entire team that you have on there? Uh, yeah. yeah. I saw the picture. There's a lot of people. Yeah. You have quite yeah. a bit. Do you, do you ever get nervous that now like, oh, dang, like, we, you're you're a business owner. You're, I know. I'm you're like, a boss. I tell people when to go home, and I'm like, "Hey, go home," and they're like, "Okay." I'm like, "Okay, pretty cool." <laughs> um, I I don't know. I don't necessarily get nervous because I've always seen myself as a natural leader, mm-hmm. and so it fuels me to know that I'm helping these girls start a life a lifetime career mm-hmm. and helping them to make money for their family. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I just get I get more excited than anything because I just have so many ideas and so many goals. Um, for Bragg and Beauty and Glow Hair Co. in the next five years. And so yeah, I just get more excited than nervous. When did your, because uh, I saw your your Instagram uh, has, you know, I think like 13.3 thousand followers. 13.5. Th- 13.5. <laughs> uh, like how did the, wh- when did that following start? And you're like, oh dang, people are actually like, like liking what I'm doing. I feel like it, it shift after, I, I will say social media swift, switched after COVID people were following you because you were cute because you did good work, but now people are following you because they want to learn. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, sweet. I have tons of knowledge in my brain. Might as well just share what I'm share what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think I, it started to grow when I started to, um, teach people about hair care, teach people about, um, how to style their hair, what colors I used and just educating my following that just exploded. Yeah. Cause, uh, <clears throat> Like say someone who has a salon and doesn't really post on social media, do you think it's crucial for them to, if they're not on the social media platforms, they need to be? hundred percent. I think 
people nowadays don't just Google your name. People nowadays will look you up on Instagram first. Mm -hmm. So if they look you up on Instagram and they can see, okay, you have a dog, you have a family, it gives people more of a connection with you. So whenever they are sitting in your chair, they, it's not uncomfortable. It's not like, okay, so how old are you? (laughs) How'd you meet your husband? It's like, they already know all the information. So you get right into the deep stuff. Mm -hmm. Dang, that's that's smart. It's like, yeah. And and it, but at the same time, like it's amazing. But at the same time, it it also feels like a job when you have to constantly. You're like, oh, I have to find, I have to post something for Instagram. Like I have to film something. Like yeah, it, it is a lot. I will say, like especially when you deal with people all day, you have a four hour appointment with someone, and it's 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 draining because you're you're you know you're so into this conversation. So whenever you go home, you're just like, man, I'm just I'm drained. But I always I always say. um, I like to plan content ahead, but also I just like, if I'm in a creative mood, even if that's 11 o'clock at night, 8 a.m., whatever, I'm going to make all my videos mm-hmm. and I'm just going to keep going until my brain stops. And that's how I create my content. Do you, do you create it? Like say, oh, I have idea for this. Let me get a model, have her come in and know she's going to be sitting here listening to me. Or do you do it with paid clients that I do with paid clients because okay. most, I feel like with social media and being a hairdresser on social media, if you come to me, there's going to be a likely chance that you're going to get filmed or have pictures taken of you. Cause if you found me on social media, you see, Oh, I take pictures of my client's hair. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people come and be like, Hey, I have a real idea. Let's do it. And so I'm like, okay. Oh, they tell you. <laughs> yeah. Or we'll be like, Hey, I want to make real today. Do you have any ideas? Like, and like really get their input on it. So it's, um, they feel like they're helping and contributing with like my social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also seen a huge in the last probably two months, TikTok. Are you on TikTok too? Yeah. So see, this is what people don't understand that it ends up being, it looks cool. Like uh, on Instagram, having the, those followers, it looked, but they don't realize that it takes a lot, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to film the stuff. I don't know if you know, do any post editing or if you just film off your phone. Uh, but it, ends up being a job too. Yeah. So now, not only are you a business owner, now you're, you have forced to be a content creator <laughs> and editor and posting. And now you have to post on all the platforms. Yeah. You can't just post on Instagram. Yeah. If you're not on TikTok, you need to be on TikTok. Yeah. It doesn't matter what business you're That's in. That's where the money's at right now. It's, well, I like just barely got the um, opportunity to get paid for my reels. So in, with posting three reels, I've already made 200 bucks. On on uh, Instagram? Yeah. See, there you go. Like it's It's little things like this that people don't realize that that you can make, I, I always tell people there's million way, uh, millions of ways to make money. You just have to figure out which one. Hundred percent. Well, and like on TikTok, these kids are making like two million dollars, and I'm like, you just made a video, you dancing, what the freak? And it wasn't even that great. Like, no, <laughs> no <laughs> he pulls out his. <laughs> he's no, like, uh, no, it's because uh, well, Edgar's been on the roll lately, and uh, he's gonna get he, his phone confiscated because he hates my uh, my. Uh, so I'm weird, right? No, like, I'm, I'm weird too. I'm, I'm okay. weird. I, I, I do. I, I'm one of those guys that I do absolutely do not care what people think. Hey, you want to uh, do me a favor? Yeah. Want to get rid of Spider-Man over there real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah I got you. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's on the camera. And oh, my heck. It's a key tape break. I'm I'm a, I'm a blur the. <laughs> How about we just zoom no. in? Just zoom in on. <laughs> no, no spiders were hurt uh, during the, the making of this. It was a paid actor. <laughs> no, it was a paid actor. <laughs> no, uh, people don't realize that. Uh, Spider Man. There, there's a, uh, there's a millions of ways to make money, right? Yep. And people always complain. To me, I always tell. Especially girls. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, sexist or anything like that. But guys like to follow girls on TikTok. Especially if they're good looking. It doesn't matter if you suck at dancing. Like, you can suck at dancing and... Not John. (laughs) 
No, but people will follow. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Yeah. There was this, uh, my buddy showed me this video of this girl dancing it, and it was bad. But she ha- it had like 500,000 likes. I'm like, it's like, I can walk dance better than that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and now uh, you're actually the second person that we know. I don't know if you know somebody else, but that get paid for doing reels on TikTok no, or on, on Instagram, no. which is really cool. Uh, is there a certain threshold that you're supposed to meet before you can yeah. actually start doing that? So I, um, it's kind of just with Instagram, I feel like you, it, they test out so many different things. So sometimes people have the option when reels were made, some people don't have the option to get like trending sounds. And so I think it's just like a select few. I don't really know, but on TikTok, um, to get paid, you have to have 10,000 followers to start getting paid for your videos. And so I saw a huge growth in social and Instagram. I was like, you know, I'll just try out TikTok. I feel like TikTok. I love TikTok because it's unfiltered. Mm -hmm. No one, it's not the aesthetic. It's like you're, you're, you have to be yourself on there. And if you're not yourself on there, people aren't going to like you. Yeah. So it's, I, I love TikTok more. And so I posted a video of just how I curled my hair and I got like 10 million views. Jeez. See, I'm telling you, there's something wrong, man. No, I'm telling you like, it's like examples. Like I'm glad you, 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 you say stuff like that because I always tell people, even if, say you post a hundred videos and they all get yeah. two, three views, it doesn't matter. It only mm-hmm. takes one. Yep. But if you stop, that one could have been like a few videos down. There's you know? a lot of, also a lot of little things that like we were talking about, was it your Jesus that said that like it takes certain, certain amount of people to see it at a certain amount of time. They have to share it so many times. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's all speculation just because mm-hmm. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, they don't release their algorithms. So you don't know how it works. You just have to guess. Yeah. So this guy claims to have like it figured out. So like on TikTok, when you Brock post Davis? something, I can't remember his name oh, to be honest. I like Brock Davis. <laughs> I'll have to. It, does he talk yeah, about he, stuff like he's that? He's actually like, like what taught me what to what to post about, and I'm he just like he just said any trending sound you can find your niche. Yeah. yeah. So it's like as long as you just educate people and have like these short little things, it does not need to be. It doesn't have to be complicated. I think when we complicate things, that's when they're not as successful. Yeah, see, and people overcomplicate it. And I, I like how you uh, bring that up because people will think you're supposed to have like some sort of camera equipment. You're, you're supposed to have some sort of studio to yeah. do this stuff. No, just use your phone, like record something. Yeah. Some of the most viral videos were recorded on the phone. Like, low quality. Low, I no, love the low quality <laughs> The low quality stuff. Oh, it, like, I, like you said, it, it just takes a video all of a sudden. Uh, did your other videos, I'm sure that your other videos before that one went viral were doing pretty good. Yeah, like, so right now I go on TikTok, I have about 2.2 million likes. See, there you go. So it's like multiple videos of like teaching people what to do with their mm-hmm. hair. And people are just like, oh, I love this. I would have never thought of this. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite feeling when you find a cool video that you like. Or, or how to, I love how to. It oh, is. how and to clean stuff. I'm like, I would have never thought that. Yeah. When I'm on uh, Amazon buying oh, yeah. hundreds of dollars worth of things. Yeah. It, it's funny because everyone's uh, TikTok is curated to what you're liking and what you're searching. Because <laughs> yeah. mine's not so much dancing videos. Mine's like uh, different ways like to... Like stock investors, like yeah. uh, like entrepreneurs, <laughs> trying to find the, the dancing. <laughs> so ones. so like when he's like, "Hey, did you see this video?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, "Why wouldn't it pop up on yeah. mine?" You know. And then, uh, but then it, it goes based off the algorithm what yeah. you're looking at because if they if you spend more screen time on uh, certain TikToks, they're obviously going to push so those. Nuts. I love the um. So I'm the I guess like I'm the TikTok oh, guy okay. at, at work. I, I don't care, dude. He, this, he, is, he, this is my pride and joy he, here. He thinks he's a TikTok. But I told him we needed to be doing more TikTok uh, yeah. videos so, for the podcast. Yeah, we'll have to think of something. But like trend-wise, like for some reason, I get all the trends of mine. And then I'll save them, save the sounds. 
for rainy days. And I'm like, I remember I have a sound for this. And I'll go and look for the sound. Or if I have an idea in my head, I'll go through my sounds one by one until I get that one sound that kind of like I like. And then we do all the like the editing on the computer and yeah. stuff. So it's a little more than that. But in the short sense, like it usually translates. Sometimes it doesn't go too good. Yeah. But yeah, but it just like it's just yeah. gonna take that one video. Yeah. To, Typically, soon. what I like, what I do is whenever I'm in that like creative mood, I'll just scroll on Instagram, and anytime I see someone that's trending, mm-hmm. I'll make a video right then there. I don't even know the caption of what I'm gonna post on it yet. Yeah. And then if I have that idea, I go back and look into my drafts, and I see, oh, that one would be great about teaching someone that they need to get haircuts or oh, whatever. So you like pre-record? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, see, yeah. and like it, it's like little things like that. Which is cool because um, a lot of people that are a little bit older, they think social media is not going to benefit them or their businesses in, in any way. But slowly we've been we've been seeing like a shift uh, that you need social media no matter what business you're in. Because now I'm getting reached out by companies that I don't never thought would have reached out that they're like, I need some content, you know, like what can you do? You know, like yeah. and so they're starting to realize uh because in order to thrive in nowadays is you, ha- you have to jump on social media. Like you it, have to, it, that's going to help you. Uh, it's going to help your business It's going to help people get to know that don't know your business right now and be like, Hey, like I saw this cool reel, you know, or they share it, you know, it's all about sharing right now. Yeah. So, well, how cool is it too, that like people get to know you on a personal level. So yeah. I have a ton of my followers that aren't even from here and they're like, Hey, I feel like I know you. Yeah. And it's like, just cause you post relatable content. And so, I always think of it as like, if you were to walk into a business that you know who someone is, you see them on social media, do you feel like you're going to have a better connection with them or someone that you have no clue who they are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and it's funny because we get that with the, with the podcast. Like it's when people will message and they almost feel like they know you, Yeah. but you like barely know them. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's, yeah. I'm not saying it in a bad way. It's just saying that they sit here and they listen to us and they get to know us. They yeah. get to know how like we joke around yeah. and, and just speak. Uh, and then when you actually get to meet them, it's. Well, if like the podcast is an hour long and they listen at least to one episode a month, like they remember the voice, maybe not even the face, but the voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they feel like, oh, they're in here listening yeah. to. At least that's how I feel when I listen to podcasts. Like yeah. I'm in the room with someone. That was probably somebody on the wall that you just freaking completely <laughs> annihilated. annihilated. I love it. I should have left a stain on there. That was your fan. What are you? Yeah, that was right. your first fan. <laughs> well, yeah, you just was... killed him. <sighs> Sorry, RIP. RIP. Find another one somewhere. So, I, oh, what's up? No, I always catch myself though because sometimes I'll post on my story about like my dogs or like my husband, and then I'll have people come in and be like, "How's Dallas?" My dog, and I'm like, "I heard Dallas got into this and this," and I'm like, "Who? Wait, what?" I'm like, "How'd you know that?" And I'm like, "Oh, I post on social media." Uh, and then there's sometimes where I post about like super personal, personal lady stuff, and people are like, "Hey, how'd you like that?" And I'm like. Huh? What? I'm trying to remember. Like, <laughs> I'm like, did I post that? I'm like, oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do, believe I posted that. Do you have a a separate account besides your bragging beauty? I do, but I don't like typically post about it because it's too many accounts, right? Like oh, it, it starts getting like now I have to post my personal stuff over here. Now I have to post this over here. Now I have. It's so funny. Like if you look at my um, hair page, like my captions are long, and if you look at my personal page, I'll post a picture of me, and my husband. And I'm like. He's cool. And that's the caption. <laughs> he looks at it and he's like, oh, where's well, my thanks. paragraph? He's like, thanks. Yeah, where's my three things you love about me? How's how's your husband supportive with all this? Is he like the backbone when you get home and you're like, oh, dude, I had like a stressful day or is it? It's kind of cool. Like my husband's the exact opposite of me. I'm so like, like driven and I just want to like go, 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 go. And he's more like homebody. He has a nine to five. 
He works for the hospital. He's just chill. He has a 401k set up. <laughs> He's got retirement going. He gets taxes taken out. And so it's really good because I'll come home and I'll be like, oh, I have all these ideas. And he's like, let's just hang out. Let's just chill. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's just chill. Yeah. No, he's really supportive. When she talks about that, I see her just like running around the house. And, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, all the time. And her husband just like cooking something. Just like oh, he's, he's got an AirPod in. And I'm like, what are you watching? He's like, I'm looking at reviews for vacuums. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> reviews? I'm like, that's, you're so simple. Yeah. And, and it's cool because uh, I always talk about like entrepreneurs and how like, like for yourself, like, we have all these ideas going on in our all head. The, like ideas. it's it's a constant. If you're looking to get into being your own boss and things like that, it's a twenty four seven job. It's not mm-hmm. something that it's just at five o'clock you're done. You're out. No, no, it doesn't happen like no. that. Right. It's like the TikTok trends where it's like I quit my nine to five to work for myself, and yeah. now I work twenty four seven. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true, and I think it all comes down to like time management, and that's been something like really difficult to learn. Of like, okay, I have an hour. I just spent five hours on my phone on TikTok, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, Devin. In those five hours, what could I have done? And so I'm like, okay, I could have created content. I could have responded back to people. I could have booked appointments. I but even just looking at, at content, it just inspires you to create your own content yourself. 100%. Uh, I always strive like 15 minutes a day. I strive to actively scroll to find trends and to find things I want to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time, like, I feel like caffeine and energy helps my ADHD. So I'll scroll and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm on fire right now. <laughs> All five fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I got five fingers. I got my toes on another screen. No, but that, that, that's where I was going to go with it, uh, is that it's not for everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's cool. I, I don't uh, like talk bad about them. Like, oh, if, if you're comfortable with a nine to five, then cool. Like oh. it's, it's not made for everybody. And then, 100%. Uh, uh, so that's why it's really cool that he's super supportive. Do you ever get... Especially because when you're a girl, it sucks because it happens a lot to girls on social media. Uh, what I've noticed, which is really weird, that people tell me it's usually other girls that are hating on girls. Yeah. And yeah. do you ever get like uh, other people like, oh, that's so stupid. That's not. I do sometimes, but I'm just like sarcastic. So I like will respond back. People be like, this doesn't work. And I'm like, that's cool. It worked for me. So <laughs> sucks to suck. They're like, oh. <laughs> they're like angry. And I'm like, get out your anger in my comment section. I don't really care. Yeah. Like if that's where you can release it, yeah. whatever. It's like, the greatest part about like social media, as long as you don't care. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah you, you have to get to that point care. because there's some people who will see a comment and it just destroys them. Oh, Cause yeah. they're like, oh, well I, I do suck. You know? like Oh yeah. Well, I posted like a TikTok about curling my hair and people were like, oh my gosh, what it's like to be, to have white girl hair. And I'm like, Okay, like I can't really change it. So, well, sorry for it. Like, sorry like, for ruining that. And they're like, you have thin hair, and I'm like, thank you. I'm so glad you noticed that. No, and and it's yeah, it's as long as you can get past the whole like comment section mm-hmm. or the DM. And uh, I don't know if it happens to you, but it happens a lot to girls. Yep. Is that they get a bunch of creeps, like guys. That's what oh, I'm yeah, talking about. All the time. Uh, they get like unsolicited uh, pictures. They get uh, like a bunch of random things like that. Is is that something that you've learned to kind of like just brush off? Yeah, I just like make a joke out of it. I'll post <laughs> up my story and be like, hey guys, I'm like not taking feet pics right now, but is anybody, does anybody want, oh, here's this guy. Should, this is a, you should definitely use your husband for this. Then. <laughs> yeah, oh, so yeah. Uh, that, that's what I told with uh, uh, Baby Yoda because uh, she gets weird guys in her messages saying yeah. like, hey, uh, I'll buy your feet pics. 
Yeah. And I was like, you should take pictures of your husband's feet and then send them to <laughs> oh, his- Juan's curly, funky feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then send him those pictures. Yep. And I was like, and now he can make a side income. A side I know, I'm like, Matt, like, listen, there's a, there's room for potential here. I mean, you got the lengthy toes. You can do this. <laughs> it's like, toe. they won't know. They won't, they have no clue. We'll just paint one toenail, like a little chip it. I'm like, you'll never know. It's like a little side money for your vacuum. <laughs> hey, like, I, I, I told her, if you do it, you know, that's, that's extra income right now. I love it. <laughs> I feel like, um, oh my gosh, what was I going to say? I feel like with social media and like the going back to the girls, like supporting girls, I honestly think we're in a community right now where we don't gatekeep anymore. Mm-hmm. Like secrets, we don't keep them. It used to be like, oh, how did you get followers on Instagram? How did you edit your pictures? What presets did you use? And now people are just wanting to share. And I think yeah. it's building more of a community amongst the women's influencers and just women in general on Instagram. And yeah, so, j- just overall too, uh, I hate it when people reach out to me and like want some advice in like photography or whatever the case may be. I, I give it to them. I'm not yeah. like, oh no, like figure it out on your own. It's never like a competition thing. Be- because as soon as you find, like uh, as soon as you make it a competition, then like people are going to pass you really easy because oh, yeah. uh, right now in the photography world here, I'm not saying everybody here in Idaho, but a lot of people gatekeep locations. You reach out to them. No, you reach out to them and you'll be like, where is this hat? Because, you know, I have someone like a client looking to get something similar like this. And they're like, oh, we just have to drive around. Well, I'll send it to you for 10 bucks. And it's like, just drop me a pin. <laughs> I don't follow. Like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, it's not that big. Some some people are gatekeep like that. And, and it, it's really dumb, though, because yeah. we're in Idle Falls. It's like we're in a huge area. Like, yeah. they, eventually, you'll show that picture to someone and they're like, oh, yeah, it's just down Lincoln. Oh, yeah, that's in my backyard, actually. Yeah. Like, oh, that's like, right oh, I let her... Actually, I charge her to take this. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but when you surround yourself with those like right people, because if they grow, you grow, everyone grows. There's pl- there's plenty of room for everybody, and uh, the, the moment you think everything's like me, 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 me is like that's. I feel like when you're gonna, it's the downfall from there. Yeah, and then, like long term, whoever. Um, I guess the best stay at the end. Mm-hmm. You like window out all the people that just did it for like the short term. No, and then you wonder why. I mean, people will wonder why there's like these little clicks there. There's these little clicks because they're, they don't care about competition. They're trying to help each other. Like 100%. if someone reaches out to you and like for advice, I'm pretty sure you're going to tell them, Oh yeah. you know, I don't care if you also do like with photography. I have photographers message me all the time. Like, Hey, like, where was this? I'm like, I was right over here. Or like, Hey, how did you edit this? And you're like, Hey, I did this, but it might not work for you. Mm-hmm. Cause like everything's so different. Yeah. It's kind of, I think the, like the industry we're in, is kind of the same issue you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we might have like 10 photographers and 10 videographers, but each 10 of them have like Something every single different. one different style. 100%. And so like whoever your client is, is going to go with you because of your style. As yeah. Long as your stuff is. When I like with, with hair, it used to be like gatekeeping toners of like what you would like formulate to um, tone someone's hair, to color someone's hair. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's just like, hey, what'd you tone with? It's like, oh, I toned with this. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get a completely different outcome and that's okay. Yeah, the... Sure. the you should bring up back that, that that color, the Sharon Williams color. Just as like a, like, that, that needs to be. Oh, yeah. that's like, that's PTSD right there. I go into the I go into Lowe's and I'm like, I like wait, is she picking out a new color? <laughs> you see someone who has like a, a lady. She's like picking out color. No, don't do that I'm one. Like, no, stop, stop that. I'm just trying to paint Susan, my living room. Run away. It's like I'm just trying to paint my living room. What's don't wrong get with the her? Beige blonde. <laughs> uh, so, what are your some of your, some of your goals for not just your Instagram, but 
what for your comp- your your uh, glow hair co right? Yes, yes, glow. Okay, so we'll start out with Bragging Beauty and we'll move over to Glow because they kind of intertwine. Mm-hmm. So with Bragging Beauty, um, I'm looking for in the next three years to start creating more of courses. So I want to put out courses of like, you know, sharing all my tips and tricks, and it's like now starting to get paid for those of like, okay, here's how I foiled the money piece, but here's a step by step tutorial. Um, for 15 bucks Mm -hmm. or here's all these toners that I love for $10 or whatever. And so starting to make that passive income where I make all these courses and then they're constantly flowing in and people are constantly buying those. Um, and then I want to get into education. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm planning in the next little bit to do some classes down in Utah. Um, and yeah, I just want to, I just want to, honestly, my goal, I think it'd be so fun to just start reviewing products on TikTok. That and then I mean you can start now, especially yeah. the the cool thing is that you have uh, a salon now, so whenever you do get uh, products, you can just review them. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I did learn recently is uh, Gary V talked about it. I'm sure you know who Gary yeah. V is. He's like, don't even if it's your company, don't be biased with the products. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like yep. if it doesn't work, be like this one's not so hot, but it is a little bit cheaper because he was reviewing his wine. Uh, well, his, his parents' wine because they had like a winery. Yeah. And he would review the wines. And he's like, it doesn't matter if we, we sell it. He's like, I would re- review it and tell you my honest truth. And it actually helped sell both. Yeah. Which was well, weird. I think people want honesty nowadays. Yeah. People don't want you to be like, and I think that's where the world of influ- influencers are kind of moving is we aren't, we aren't necessarily, oh, here, let me send you some products and let's do a brand deal. And yeah. then they're like, I love this product. I'm like, you do not use that in your hair. You're lying to me. Yeah. Versus people just being straight up and honest. There's this girl on TikTok called, her name's Remy Bladder. And she just has honest reviews about clothing companies. Mm-hmm. She's a plus size lady. And she just tries on all these clothes and they send her clothes and she gets paid for it. But she's honest. And some of them, she's like, I hate everything I bought from them. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad we, we brought this up. So like when you want to do reviews, instead of being biased just because they send it to you, uh, you know, some people are now, nowadays, they see the fakeness in that. Mm-hmm. They see the fakeness and then be yeah. like, oh, she's just doing that. So you na- see an ad and you're like, nope. No. Yeah. So, so now on, even if you're like completely honest with this product in the future, they're not going to believe you because they're like, I'm getting, you're getting paid for it. Yep. So like just doing that in the beginning, we're like, oh, this is great. But in reality, it sucks completely. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on when something is actually really great, they're going to be like, She's yeah. just saying it just because she's... Yeah. Or they she's, just give you that detail that's like, um, I like seeing outdoor channel mm-hmm. uh, reviews that yeah. are not biased. And they're like, well, this product is great for the price. Like, I mean, you you can spend a lot more for a way better one, but this is fine. Yeah. They're like, all right, I'm already going into that, whatever I'm going for. Yeah. And I know it might not be the best, but, you know... I well, like, I think that's like the cool thing is Instagram used to be like this fake world. And I love how more realistic it's turning to. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's so cool. So... Uh, Especially TikTok. So say somebody's listening to this right now, right? Okay. They're in your, in your shoes back in high school, they're mm-hmm. doing hair They're or they, they're thinking about it. What are some of the tips that you would give someone looking to get into your industry now? Cause it's, it's different for people who, who took the courses like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, cause now it's different and social media obviously has changed that a lot too. What are some of the tips you would give this person looking to get into the industry too? I think whoever gets into the industry, I think, um, Specialize, figuring out what you want to specialize in and finding a mentor. I think that's the biggest thing. Finding that mentor and really learning everything you can from that person is a great thing for um, anybody going into the industry. Um, and I also think social media, like social media is kind of the answer. Like if you're wanting to get into it, there's a girl I follow on TikTok and she's in hair school right now. 
She has like 170,000 followers. Dang. And she just posts what she does every day. So I think like um, being out in the open about your your yourself and what you're going through and your journey and stuff. And then I also just think just don't listen to what people have to say about you. Sometimes you get so zoned in on, oh my gosh, someone said this negative thing to me, to someone, whatever. You just can't focus on the negative. Mm-hmm. The moment you focus on the negative, you're not going to be successful. And uh, they'll focus on those negatives because in the beginning, I don't care who you are in what industry that you're getting into, you're going to suck. Oh, you're going to suck. You're going to suck no matter what. If you're looking to get into hair school, like your first one is going to completely suck. Unless you are uh, have this amazing talent that was given to you by the universe and like you're <laughs> the chosen one and like it just did amazing. I love it. But yeah. like you're going to suck. If you're looking to get into hair school, your, your first uh, few attempts are going to suck. But that's why we practice. That's yeah. why we get better. Because, uh, for example, I look back to some of the photos I took in the beginning. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was taking those. I, I can't believe I was sharing those. Yes, yeah. uh, but then you, like, compare it to, like, where you're at now and you're, like, you know, it's yeah. it's a huge difference. So don't be afraid to suck in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Uh, embrace, I think, embrace the suck. Yeah. Just be like, all right. You, you think feeling. I suck? Yeah. You think I suck? Yeah. Like, I'll... Let me show you. Every time I, I remember in hair school, every time I do someone's hair, that I was like, oh my gosh, what the f- I just do to their <laughs> hair? I always remember, okay, I might have done an awful job, but what are three good things that I did in that hair? Okay, three good things. One, I had a really good conversation with them. We really connected. I did a really good haircut. I styled her hair really well. So then I focused on the positive in that. And then I did acknowledge the negative of, okay, you know, I could have blended this better. Mm-hmm. I could have lifted it better. I could have done all these different things, but at least I have in my brain three good things that I did. Yeah. did. And then also in hair school, to not mess up people's hair because that was like my biggest fear of like, oh my gosh, I do not want to destroy someone's hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember I would watch everybody else and seeing like how they would do hair. And if there's something that in their hair, I'd be like, okay, I would need to blend it like this. So try to fix everybody else's hair while I'm also fixing my hair helped me to learn a ton. Mm-hmm. Do you have any clients that came from school that you'd go that you have now? Mm-hmm. I have like about three clients. That's awesome. Just yeah. Have a journey with that one person. Yeah, it's cool. And, and I think that's another big thing too. And especially in your industry is finding, getting that clientele mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of people will finish school and I'll, now you got to put in the work of getting that clientele mm-hmm. because the school is obviously bringing you clients just because it's, it's like at a discounted rate, yep. you know, the kids are learning and things like that. But like when you go out and you work for a salon, like, you're going to have to put in that work to get, to get, to get your clientele. Yeah. And I think definitely with the generation coming up, obviously we have it a lot easier than five years ago. Um, we don't really need to go around the grocery stores and hand out our business cards. Yeah, we yeah. don't need to like do a referral program. Social <laughs> media. <laughs> Social media is always the answer, but it's still, it's still challenging. And with our, with our stylist in the salon right now, I just keep telling them, I'm like, I challenge you to post on social media mm-hmm. and like, you're going to hate it and it's going to be uncomfortable for the first little bit. But when, the more you get used to it, the more clients you're going to, you, the more clients you're going to book. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're going to get to know you at the end of the day. People like to, uh, be relatable with whatever mm-hmm. it is they're doing, like their hairstylist, like, uh, like me, for example, I've gone to Weech for, I think it's over 10 years, like yeah. getting my haircut from the same person. And now, uh, he knows my hair, like nothing. He, yeah. like, he, I, I can go in there and be like, this is what I want. He's like, all right, cool. Cause everyone's head is different. Like the way yeah. it grows, the way, like the texture, the way it cuts. Uh, so it's like, but he also has to put in that work, mm-hmm. you know, being, I think it's like outgoing. social media, but then also like word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not giving someone a good 
there's a lot of times people post on social media. They seem like this, oh, happy, really like talented, successful person. You meet them in person. You're like, who are you? Yeah. You're not, you're not the same on social media. And I think just keeping true to yourself and really giving people that awesome experience is going to help people to come back in the end. You know what would be funny? They'd be like, oh, that's my character I play on, on Instagram. It's like, oh, that's my alter ego. Yeah, that's my oh. alter ego. Bragging beauty is my <laughs> alter ego. As, as, soon as, uh, as soon as they put the camera in front of her, he's like, well, hey, how's it going? Hey, like, guys. Hey. <laughs> Welcome. I just wanted to tell you. <laughs> but before that, she was just like. Use 15% off. <laughs> but again, I mean, we've been talking for a while. I'm. You know, I, I'm really proud of like where you've came from, what you're doing, you. uh, like where your mindset is, especially mm-hmm. uh, that, that's a big thing for me because, uh, like I said, a lot of people, uh, don't realize that in order to, I think that's what it is. What pushes uh, people like yourself is, is having that right mindset because a lot of people right now, they're looking to go party they're looking mm-hmm. to go. They can't wait for the weekend because it's Friday. They're going to go get drinks. Like it's cool to do that too. Oh man. But, <laughs> but at <laughs> the same, me last night. At, at, at the same time. <laughs> You have goals and you're always constantly working to put, you know, put those in front of you so you because can reach think about it. Like how cool would it be if I have so many different forms of passive income in the next five exactly. years that I can work three days a week and still making the same amount of money, if not making more money. I love how you like your mindset. Cause again, I try to push everyone like with the whole passive income. Uh, a lot of these people who are millionaires don't have one stream like of revenue. They have multiple streams of revenue. You know, it's not just one. They're not, Oh, just this right here is paying me all my money. Mm. You know, they have this going, they have that going like yourself. You have your, now you have your, your, your Instagram, you have mm. your, you could have your courses, which is amazing. Uh, you know, you're always constantly thinking different ways to get passive income. And that's how a lot of people should be thinking and having that mindset. I love your mindset. Like, thank you. I, I love that, especially for your age, <laughs> you know, you. not a lot of people your age have that mindset and the ones that do, or hopefully some, they listen to this podcast, like, that want to get in, in, involved in the hair industry. And they're like, Oh, like she, she's doing big things. You know, it just takes a little bit of work. Obviously none of this happened without you putting in that hard work, especially when no one is looking, you know, they'll see, they'll see your Instagram. They'll see like you have uh, your own salon now and mm-hmm. they'll see things like that, but they don't realize the hours and hours yeah. that went into like getting you to that spot. So yeah. th- that's a big thing. Yeah. When I just think to like any piece of advice with everything with the world that we live in right now, go into a service industry, mm-hmm. go become a barber, go into nails, go to esthetician school, go to hair school. Cause there's, that's where the money's at. People now have such a, such a present on social media that they want to look good. They want to feel good. They want self care. And so it's like, I get my nails done every two weeks and it's like, I just, I, cause just cause I love, I post on social media. You can see my hands and I'm like, I want my hands to look good. <laughs> and I was like, I never would have thought to get my nails done, yeah. but also with hair, like it's just very trending right now to get your hair done, to look good, to yeah. get your face done. And it's smart to be that person to educate other people because now you're just going to get, like you said, you're going to find that niche and mm-hmm. people are going to start following you and watching you. So let people know where they can follow you at. Um, at bragging beauty, um, both on TikTok and, um, Instagram and then glow hair co at Instagram and be looking for, for those, uh, courses that she has. Uh, I'm going to hopefully here in like six months, we can check back in with you and have another conversation see where you're at just because I love to show where, 
where where people are at, you know, and hopefully they've grown a lot more. They could be like, oh my god, like I had another video go viral, and now I, I now my hundred million <laughs> likes, yeah, and things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. But we want to thank you for coming on. We appreciate you. Uh, you know, hopefully we wish nothing but more success for you, you and your company. So you guys are so awesome. It's so good to learn from you guys, and you guys have such incredible mindsets. And right. I think it's so cool to find people in the community that are just like us. Yeah, exactly. So thank you guys, and you guys listening. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Jason Momo out. <laughs> see you guys. See you. Say, say bye. Oh, see you guys. <laughs> I love you. Say bye. <laughs> Dime lo que tú quieres de mi coqueta, sé lo que te gusta de salir.